0: Hello and welcome back to the podcast. We are on episode number seven, I think. Seven weeks in. I know I'm a couple of days late, but it's just been a hectic week. Um, So apologies on that. I'm sure everyone is out enjoying St. Patrick's weekend anyway. um, So when you catch up with the podcast, I hope you enjoy. Today's episode is going to be about cravings. Where do they come from? What are they? What can we do to alleviate them let's say. Um, So yeah cravings and where do they come from? A lot of people share things on social media and sometimes they are ridiculous. I have no other word for them but one of the things that gets shared quite a lot is an infograph um, regarding cravings and what they're related to. So it'll just be pictures of if you crave X, you're deficient in X, Y, Z. If you crave whatever, you're deficient in blah, blah, blah. No, there is nothing to back that up. Just because you crave chocolate doesn't mean you're deficient in magnesium and you should go, you know, eat some dark green leafy veg. Mm, not going to happen. If someone told me to go eat some... um green veg because I was craving chocolate. I know where I'd tell them to go. So once we understand where cravings come from and what they're related to, sometimes it's easier to have them and to either give in to them or beat them. So what even is a craving? That's very bad English on my part, but bear with me. English ain't my strong point. (laughs) Enhanced motivation for like a specific food is what we would class a craving as. So like if you crave something, normally it's uh, chocolate or you crave pizza or you crave ice cream. You know, you crave a food, whereas if you're hungry, you just want food. So there's a little bit of a difference between cravings and hunger. If you um, are hungry, like I said, it's just a general um, want for food, nothing in um, particular. But if you have a strong craving, you know exactly what type of food you want. And it might be that it's like, you know, you want takeaway food or you want something sweet or whatever it might be. There is a reason from that. Um, And hunger and cravings, they both come from um, the brain, but they come from different parts of the brain in response to like different cues. And I'm going to talk about some of the cues that um, are related to cravings. So we're all wired, I suppose, um, to be motivated by certain things, and this just goes back to our ancestors, things like water, social support, um, sex, physical comfort, um, food, all of these things are to support the survival of the human race and reproduction. So those are just things that we are wired to be motivated by, so that's we crave out those things when we get or achieve one of them things it we get this release of dopamine in our brain so dopamine is just a chemical that's released from the brain um and it's released in certain areas so that makes us more likely then to be like i want to do that again or i want to repeat that behavior um so it's more likely that you when you find yourself in that situation again you'll relate it to that release of dopamine that you had and you'll want to repeat it. So it's like reinforcement, positive reinforcement. So like things like sounds and appearance and smells and place and taste and all those type of things are then triggers for what you felt that release of dopamine so that you can re- repeat that behavior that got you that release of dopamine because that's what you related to. Um, I hope I'm not confusing you or anything, but this is just a little background to it. You don't need to understand this at a chemical level. Um, I'm just trying to give you a little insight into where this all stems from. And it's that release of the chemical um, dopamine in the brain. So like if we were to use an example, cocaine would be, or a drug in general like that would be an extreme example, obviously, but it gives that like intense release of dopamine that would then motivate the person to seek out that same thing that gave them that intense release of dopamine and give them that feeling. So they want to seek out more of it. So they relate the factors that were surrounding that um, release of dopamine and they try and seek it out again. And this can get out of control, obviously, um, in serious addictions and people lose sleep and you know, lose jobs and not eat and do whatever it takes to get that release um, in extreme cases. So addiction is like a really, really strong craving. Um, but to move away from the drug talk, let's move on. <laughs> um, if we were to talk about it in terms of food. Um, so there's these studies that have been done in rats, and it's been found to be the same in humans as well. And it is basically that we have this preference for a certain mix of let's say things. <laughs> um, so let's say starch being the main one. So like starch is just a form of carbohydrate. Um, and the studies found that when there was starch in the rat's stomach, um, they had a release of dopamine and they had this preference for an odor when the starch was in their stomach. So usually most flavors are odors as well. Um, so the same thing happens when we have fats and sugars and certain protein as well our brain receives a signal when that is in our stomach and it releases the chemical dopamine the mix of nutrients so like the, that fat the salt the sugar um that people crave that is the the foods that you find people crave now so like the chocolate, the pizza, the ice cream and all those type of things. If you were to just say you crave sugar, then like you could go and just have, you know, a cup of sugar. But that's not exactly what you're craving. You're craving that mix of those nutrients. So if you're craving pizza, you're craving the fatty, um, carby, salty food that it is. You're not just craving, you know, pizza as one thing on its own that's a really bad example but I mean sugar in general when people say oh I have a real sugar craving I was like well no you don't have sugar craving you're craving something that has a mix of nutrients so that's kind of the foods that we crave and usually it is junk food and it's for that reason you know it's for that reason that it's the mix of the starchy um, fatty salty sugary foods that we want So like going back again to our ancestors that I mentioned earlier, um, they were obviously hunters and gatherers. So like they're just searching for food to keep them alive. And the more calorie dense that the food was, the longer they stay alive. That's just how it works. That's all well and good for our ancestors who had to search and hunt for food when it was really hard to come by. But now we have the same factors, but now we can get junk food um, and calorie dense food at our fingertips so easily and usually it's cheaper than healthier foods so I know where I am now in the Middle East every day there's offers on fast food takeaways you know McDonald's 1bd meal that's like two pound that is crazy but that's how easily we have access to those type of foods nowadays so the more that we're eating those foods the more we're getting that release of dopamine in our brain that's relating it to that food that's then making us crave that food again. So that's how it all comes about and I used pizza as an example earlier but that's because it is the perfect example of those nutrients. So it has fats, it has starchy carbs, it has some protein, you know, it is salty. It has the perfect mix of what our brains are wired to want to then release the dopamine. So it's often craved by people, but it's because our brain takes note of like the smell, the texture, how it looks. So you might not think you're craving pizza, but if you get one inkling of Something related to pizza, or you smell it, then your brain will remember that release of dopamine and be like, I want that. So that's just an example of the type of food and why we might crave it. And that's usually, you're not going to go, most of the time, you're not going to crave, you know, um, a salad. Usually when you crave a salad, it's because you've had so much junk food that you're just like, I need something that's normal. But it's not because I want that release of dopamine that I get that happy feeling when I have that food. Now, pregnancy cravings are different. They're not related. I'm not even going to go into that now, but just know that they're not the same as the cravings that I'm talking about now. Um, But when it comes to craving, like I said, crisps, chips, cookies, um, chocolate, ice cream. That's why we crave those type of foods is because they have that kind of mix of what we're looking for and in a concentrated amount as well. So it's, that's why we crave the bad things. Chocolate's a good example because chocolate's a really common one that you'll hear people say. They're like, oh, I just have this craving for chocolate, which I know all about because I am a chocoholic. Um, so it's not a surprise that chocolate is one of those foods that are, are commonly craved. And it's not because it's, um, you know, it, yes, it has a good a mix of fat and sugar. And that's part of what I said, you know, the brain craves for that release of dopamine. But it also has theobromine. And that just happens to make it more likely for us to crave it. Because theobromine is like a habit forming drug um so if you think about it like caffeine as well it's like it's like caffeine in that it's a mild stimulant and it acts on the same kind of brain wave or pathway as dopamine which we release when we get that type of food that we crave so it's like when you get that first thing in the morning when you have your first sip of coffee and it's just like that feeling of that first sip of coffee or tea or whatever it is that you have um but coffee more so because it has that stimulant um, effect it increases sugar and fats like natural ability to to uh, spike that dopamine release so that's why chocolate can be more commonly craved than other foods because it has that extra thing that theobromine in it Um, And it can lead to really strong cravings in people as well. Like some people almost have addiction-like behavior when it comes to chocolate. Um, But that's just individual as well. Um, So that's, I want to keep this very short today, but I just want to give you a little background as to why you actually crave something until you can think about it. Um, Next time you do be like, oh, I just love this or whatever. Um, So if you understand cravings, it allows you to kind of manage them more effectively so you can just be like right why am i craving this what is it like am i you know tired am i um stressed are you using it as a comfort food have you used that food um previously to relieve that feeling um so there's there's so many other factors that can lead to craving food or hunger in general but I'm just talking about why we actually crave specific foods and the most commonly craved foods. So like I said cravings are like they're driven by these cues that we get so like the smell of foods that we're tempted by or the sight of them and how we can beat them is by just not being exposed to them which is really boring but that's usually What it takes is to just remove yourself from them. Um, Sometimes you you do just have to cut out those foods and that's just the long and short of it. We all have like these trigger foods and I speak about this with my clients too. I'm all about having little bits of everything in your diet, like moderation, boring, but it works. But, and I can vouch for this myself, there's certain foods that you might have that are trigger foods for you. We just can't control ourselves with that specific food. And I'll use ice cream as an example here because this is just my personal one. So some people can just be like, deal with choosing like healthier options. So let's say it's ice cream. I know that I'm better to, and when I say healthier options, I mean less bad. (laughs) So Ben and Jerry's, for example, Instead of me eating a full big tub of Ben and Jerry's, which I know I will do if I have it there, it's better for me to just buy the small individual serving tubs because I know that I can't get any more of it when it's gone. And it's a controlled portion. If I have to have a large tub and portion out my own small serving, that is not happening. I know I'm going back for more. And that's just because that's just a trigger food for me. So for me, the. Better or healthier option for me when it comes to that would be to choose the smaller serving sizes when I'm buying it or just not buy it at all. So I'm not one of those people that can just have a few spoons of it and then put it back in the freezer. Like I'm going to keep going back until it's gone. And I bought it and I normally just wouldn't buy it to be honest. But this weekend, maybe yesterday, um, I bought a large tub, a Ben and Jerry sized tub, not the small ones. And I would have half the tub gone before I even get it into the freezer. And that's just because I gave in, bought it. And then that's literally what happens each time. And that's normal for people. That's just a trigger food for me. So if that is, you just, you have to not buy it. So I would usually never even put it in my shopping basket. I actually ordered my food online for delivery my groceries so that is why it happened to sneak into the trolley um because it was advertised and of course i just clicked it so my own fault i gave it in um but yeah that's like just an example for you of what i have to do so i either have to buy the single serving size or just not buy it at all um some people really struggle and like it's the same with a chocolate bar so let's say you buy um a large chocolate bar uh, and you're like oh I'll just have a couple of pieces you know a day but yet you find yourself having a couple of pieces in the morning a couple of pieces at lunch a couple of pieces in the evening and before you know it half the bar or the full bar is gone within a day or two that is a trigger food for you and you need to either avoid it or buy a smaller serving size so keeping less of your trigger foods in the house is the only way that you can really control that so when you have no option to go back for more, you will have your little kick from the small serving size or you won't have it at all. So it sometimes as well, if you have that craving, not having it in the house means that you ha- physically have to go out of the house and go get it. And sometimes the effort of that is too much. Sometimes you might do it, but making yourself have to make that decision can kick the craving sometimes. So again, it might work for some people, it might not work for others. Um, some people will have to avoid it completely. Some people will have to control the serving sizes that they buy, and some people will be perfectly fine and won't have trigger foods that they can't control the portions. So, if something's tempting, tempting. <laughs> if something is tempting, unhealthy foods usually are. Um, if they're not there in your personal surroundings, if you do not have them, then they'll be harder to find and you'll be less likely to crave them as well because once you know something is there, you're more likely to crave it because like it goes back to that release of dopamine. You know that, oh, you were stressed after work one day, you had a bar of chocolate in the cupboard um, or the fridge, each their own and you went and had the bar of chocolate, you felt much better after it so now you, re- you relate that feeling of, you know, releasing your stress with having chocolate so you've related that now so your brain is like okay I had a, that release of dopamine came from that chocolate which made me feel better when you were stressed so now that's gonna be all related so the next time you're stressed you're gonna be like right well I'm gonna go get that chocolate because it made me feel better or if you're tired or whatever it might be so it's all related like I said the surroundings that you're in will be related to so the sounds like your appearance the taste, smell, the place that you're in, how you feel, your emotions, all of those things will come into account. So you are much better to be aware of the things and your surroundings when you have a craving. So next time you do have a craving, think about it first. Just think about it. Where are you? Who are you with? What are you doing? How do you feel? Are you stressed? Are you tired? Um, And what are you craving? And now you'll have a little bit more of an insight into why you crave certain things and whether or not you can beat it or if you want to give in to it. So I hope that helps. Um, If you do have cravings, like I said, there's other things that can be related to it in terms of, you know, if you're stressed, if you have a lack of sleep, um, aside from just the general reason we crave food that I spoke about now, so... I'm going to leave it there. Um, I hope you enjoyed and I hope you learned something from it. Hope it makes you think the next time that you're craving a certain food. And I also want to just mention that this is your last chance to enter in the competition for um, three months free online coaching, including training and nutrition um, with me. So it's for my podcast listeners. So I need you, if you're an Apple listener, to leave a review on Apple podcast app. Or if you don't have apple app to listen to your podcast just leave a review on my facebook page regarding the podcast and then just like and share the post that is there at the top of my facebook page um i will be announcing the winner next week and um they'll be due to start as soon as they would like so whoever wins you can choose when you want to start. It's three months coaching. So if you have a summer holiday or something coming up, it'll be ideal for you. And I'll work it around you no matter what your situation is, whether you're training at home, whether you've no training experience, whether you train in a gym, whether you play a sport, whatever it is, and it will match your nutrition to that as well. Whether it's meal plan or just coaching in general regarding your nutrition, it will all be catered to you. So that's your last chance to go and enter that. And Thank you for listening again, and I will speak to you next week.